Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Deals. It's old news, but this is our opportunity to bring it up. Thank you for voting us Thanks, guys. into the top 10 Listener's Choice Award at the Australian Podcast Awards. Thanks, guys. It's a massive, massive deal. There are literally thousands yep. of podcasts and we are so honoured and feel really special that you put us there in really good company with a lot of other women. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, Life Uncut won for their third year in a row. Which is massive. It's huge for Three them. Three years and in a row. You know what? Shout out to them and their tribe of people. Yeah. They've done an excellent job there. They and have half a million listens a week. Is that true? Yeah. It's Good incredible. Like That's they're epic. an incredible show and they're independent. Yes. And Taking Silver was Mamma Mia Out Loud. My personal favourite podcast. Yes. And they have a million yeah. plus subscribers. So that's amazing. And I don't know who came third, Rosie. M. Salation. M. Salation. Okay. Congratulations to them as well. Now we're in the top 10. A few DLs have slid in and asked us, but we're in the top 10. Yeah. They <laughs> How did we do? They don't <laughs> reveal it like that. They literally reveal in random order the top 10 and then they announce bronze In silver. alphabetical actually, which is why we always appear at the 10th spot. Oh, is it alphabetical? Yeah. Yeah. Beyond the bump. B, oh. and we we don't have time for this. Yeah, okay, I didn't really think about yeah. that. There you go. What do you know? What do you know? Also, Revzy, <laughs> we, we should have been there. <laughs> we should have been there. Look, we failed our DLs because not yeah. only were we not at the event, we rallied everyone being like, guys, yeah. help us out, vote. Yeah. And then when it came to the night of the podcast awards, not only did we not <laughs> attend, but we also just weren't present on socials at all. <laughs> we're sorry. L- leaving you guys to swim around in the murky confusion yeah. of like, um, are Revs and Gem mad at us? Are they mad at us? Like, <laughs> Something we said. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know how they went? Like, it was a weird night. We were both really busy. Yeah. Um, We've had sickness and a yeah. bunch of other shit We've going down. We've been managing a lot blah, of things. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We, we should have been there and we should have shut up for you guys. And we'll, we've learned our lesson, actually. Yeah. So we're sorry we didn't keep in the loop, but yeah. we're really, really grateful that we you showed us that love. Where, the um, truth where, of yeah. the matter is we didn't have time. <laughs> But we should make time yeah. and we will next time. Yeah, absolutely. But truly from the bottom of our hearts, we're really grateful for you to even put us in the mix in the top 10 because that for a small little podcast that could. Yeah, it's epic, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Should we start the episode? Yeah. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids. We don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host. Kate Reeves, hello. Honey pack. <laughs> DLs, I have to excuse my deep, deep voice. Mm. I'm sick. Yeah, I'm sick. And uh, hopefully by the time this episode... Gem <laughs> is where wow. I was two weeks ago, yeah. and she's got two weeks ahead of her because mine lasted two weeks. So the joy, but There's uh, a two week luggy going round. Look, I'm hoping that by the time this episode airs, I'll actually be well and truly on the mend. But who knows? No, you won't. You're gonna have another week. My this. brain's a bit foggy, so if I'm not, but you sound sultry. Do I? Yeah, like a bit of a like. Remember phone sex? Yeah. I'm like you can like dial up a sexy phone call. One three hundred tease me, <laughs> get amongst it. I feel like you could do it. So, got an update for you, Revzy, yeah. and the DLs. Okay. So, last week, everyone frothed at the chat of swingers. Yes, I think we're all a little bit pervy. Yep. We're all a little bit curious, mm-hmm. and it's a conversation that's not often had. No, and I. And if you don't know, you don't know. Correct. Yeah, but there's this whole underworld. Gem has been our, swi- should we say swingers correspondent? Yes. Yep. So since the episode aired, we had a lot of DMs, a lot of chatter, a lot of interest from our personal network. So we don't often hear from our mates, like 
you know, we know they listen and they're very supportive and all that sort of things, but we don't often talk about the podcast. Gem and I had a lot of text messages the yes. morning, last Tuesday morning, being like, oh my God, was it this couple you were talking about? Am I the meh couple? Like, do you want to swing with me? Like all these kinds of I know. And we've had like, so basically it start, kicked off a lot of combos. It did. And some very spicy DMs. Very. And... I love we had one particular DL who came forward, declared herself a swinger with her partner pre-kids and, and continues to swing post-kids. And boy, did I have a lot of questions. Oh, my God. Got Damn. in a terrific back and forth chit chat with her. Educate. Yes. I have so much to say about Share this. Share your findings. Look. I have a lot of learnings okay. because we all know once I get yeah, yeah, yeah. hooked on a topic, uh-huh. I dive deep. I went down the YouTube vortex. Oh, yeah. There okay. are some very open and generous people on the interweb yep. who are happy to share their experiences. So first of all, I want to talk lingo and terminology. Fun. Yes. So is that- upside down pineapples really a thing? Not according to our DL, but YouTube begs to differ. So a few swingers, people, couples on YouTube, and they all refer to the upside down pineapple. My feeling is that that's an American thing Uh. and the upside down pineapple isn't identified in Australia. Okay. But terminology. So first of all, they very much call it the lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they differentiate between those who enjoy the lifestyle and everyone else who are non-swingers, you know how in Harry Potter they muggles. call muggles yep. and then they've got, is it pure bloods? Mud bloods. Yeah. So people who are non-swingers who aren't involved in the lifestyle are called vanilla. Love it. <laughs> They're the vanilla folk, which I'm like, oh. So we're vanilla. Yes, Yum. we are vanilla. Setting. It's kind of a meh term. It's like, smug. It's it, smug. It is smug. No one wants to be described as vanilla no. I sure as hell don't no. but th- but it's true we are currently vanilla currently. currently now the other terminology I love that they use is play cool yeah so it's this idea of like oh yeah you can play or you can find other couples who want to play there oh. are singles who want to play so I keep keep hearing this word idea of adult play Esther which, Perel would love that yes it makes sense to me because it is essentially a safe and secure playground for adult play love it now the other thing I learned from our DL and also YouTube is this idea of key parties are apparently a bit of a myth. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't really exist this idea. And actually, if you really think about it, like what couples are going to be okay with chucking their keys in a bowl and then you have sex with whoever keys you withdraw? Mm-hmm. Like you've got to be attracted to them. You've got oh, to want in. Yeah. And otherwise, it's a bit problematic, really. Isn't yeah. Because imagine yeah, yeah, if you yeah. drew like Clive. Oh, and you're like, Clive. Oh, God, I got partnered with Clive. Oh, this is going to be a shit night, but I guess get I'll drunk. take one for the team. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, problematic. Yes. Yeah. So the beautiful thing about the swingers community <laughs> <Poor> is... Clive. <laughs> I don't know who Clive yes. is. You always call Iggy cautious Clive. So Freudian slip. <laughs> That's so true. I don't know why, but Clive. <laughs> he doesn't sound like a good time. Well, anyone called Clive is... Is very, in my opinion, that they're like Here vanilla we Here we go. and sensible. Vanilla and, Clive. Yeah, so actually, Vanilla Clive wouldn't even be at a swingers party. <laughs> I'm judging. Who do you want to draw? What's his name? Channing. Channing. <laughs> Tatum. Yeah, we want to draw Channing. <laughs> I'll also have a uh, Thor. <laughs> What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I'll take Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, some people don't find those kinds of people attractive. Yeah, it's not really my vibe. Anyway. Exactly. Everyone's different. Everyone's horses for courses. Yep. Now, what I learned is the beautiful thing about couples who engage in swinging is they have to be brilliant communicators ah. because you have to set the boundaries and you both have to be comfortable. So one thing I noticed when diving into the world of YouTube is that these couples who talk about swinging, they pride themselves on being incredible communicators because they say jealousy pops up. We're not immune to those feelings. It's a very real and very human emotion, but the difference is, is we can identify it, work through it, work through our own insecurities and identify those, work past them for the greater good of the experience. Okay. I want to come back to the consent side of swinging. Yeah. So another thing I found fascinating is that men who participate in swinging are, according to our DL, who I spoke to, are almost more respectful Mm. than the average man Mm -hmm. because it's almost like they feel privileged. 
Oh, well, as they should. Yes. As they should. To be part of this world and this experience. So they're actually, what she told me when she's had sex with other men other than their partner, is they're almost more gentlemanly. Like, yeah. is it okay for me to do this? Oh. Yeah, because consent is a very, very big thing in the swinging world, as is protection. Mm. And what I learned is that some play with protection and then there are other people who play without. Oof. But with if you live the lifestyle, uh-huh. as they say, you get yourself tested every three months. Okay. And that's like your contribution to the community Ooh. is you get tested quarterly yep. to make sure you have no STDs for those who like to play bareback. So no protection. Ooh. And she also said that. When you're in the swingers community as well, you see the same people. Yeah. So you become I'm like, sure. like friends any community. With them. Yeah. yeah. DL also said that it's her preference to not swing with friends or people yeah. that she knows. Okay. But then once you're in the lifestyle yeah. and in the community, you actually end up becoming friends with these you people. But you develop met. preferences too, right? Like you, what if you were like, I hope I see Alex again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure there's a degree of that. But the difference is they're all coming with the purpose for this escape. Like there's an understanding of like we love our partners and – Sorry, I know I'm jumping around, but I've got so much to say on this. But I think couples especially need deep security. Yeah, yeah. Because we talked about this, didn't we, about how it's risky. Because what if you unlock something in someone? And I think there are two types of people who go into swinging in relationships and you have to make sure you're on the same page. Mm. There's people who are obviously dissatisfied, unhappy in their marriage, trying to fill a void. Or there's people who are so safe, secure, confident in their relationship that this is like a pleasure-seeking experience that both parties... For both of them. Like people parties. who like windsurfing. Yes, and yep. I think the most important thing is that everybody's on the same page yep. and it all starts with conversation. Of course. Yeah, so... It gives me butterflies in my tummy. It's, it's, I'm curious about yeah. it. I don't know if I'm like, yes, that'll be me one day, but I'm like, how fascinating, fascinating. that this world exists, yeah. this community exists, that if people are that way inclined, they can go and seek that out. And I learned that swinger clubs is the best place to start. Clubs? Like a nightclub? Yes. Another thing I learned, they exist. Whoa. They are unassuming. But how they set it up is the first floor, they're often like multi-leveled Whoa. spaces, is designed to be like a bar. Like a nice okay. bougie bar. Okay. So there'll be a bar and maybe like yeah. a pool you're table. Not like, <laughs> you're not a single mum working two jobs or like someone with five kids at home. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, if, if you're into this world, you've got a level of privilege because you've got a little bit of leisure time on your hands. Well, I've learned is the membership is not that expensive. I know, but yes. by way of lifestyle. You've well, probably like got some lifestyle up your sleeve. Well, our DL who I spoke to has a young child and she and her partner. One? One kid? One kid. From my understanding, actually, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's one or two, but young kids. Like that's what surprised me. I was expecting her to have like tweens and then we've like stepped back into swinging. No, young. But in the way that Hubs and I would say go on a date night to a restaurant, her and her partner would be like, should we hit the club? And okay, so imagine this floor that's yep. got like a fancy bar and maybe like a pool table and then some cocktail tables. Is that what you call them? Sure. With stools. So the biggest min- misconception about swingers clubs is that everyone just rocks up naked and just, just instantly fucks. has yeah. orgies. Yeah. No, so it's 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 like a, a mood progression oh where everyone the turns foreplay level. <laughs> it is, it is, and people chat, play pool, and make small talk. Wow! And then they might explore another floor where it's a room full of beds. And what I've learned is that beds, yes, beds, and some have sheer curtains around them or some have block out curtains around them so you can choose because there are some swingers this is what I've learned who actually have boundaries within their relationship where they can't hook up with anyone else but they're exhibitionists where they enjoy or get off on people watching them have sex so so they're the couple couple they're so they're having sex with their actual partner yes but they want other people to watch them yeah or they like to catch feels off the atmosphere of hearing other people moaning and groaning and that makes them feel sexy yeah or they'll like walk past a couple having sex on a bed or a guy going down a woman on a staircase or whatever and it gets them in the mood and they're like yes let's let's bang but But they don't look elsewhere but they don't play play with others yes yeah plays well with others yeah 
And interestingly, I learned, so swingers clubs are definitely designed for couples, but it's not exclusive for couples. It's inclusive of singles. And single female swingers can join because that's some people's kinks. They can be single, love a single lifestyle, but love to have sex with couples. Whoa. Men and women. But what I found really interesting is that for a woman to experience a swingers club who's single, it's like 50 bucks. But for a single male Mm. to experience a swingers club, it's like $150. Yeah, because there needs to be a little bit of vetting. Yeah, capping. And they do with men because otherwise why wouldn't you just go there? (laughs) That's exactly it. It's It's to stop men like creepy men exactly so and they vet them heavily they have to be respectful and all that kind of stuff and everything's police like how do they vet they have a questionnaire okay they have a series of and it must be a little bit visual too yeah i'm sure there's a degree there's a level of like profiling well they have a duty of care like people can be feel very vulnerable and this is what our dl said in the dms where she was like there's an assumption in swingers clubs that women are the vulnerable ones but she said in my experience men feel much more vulnerable which is what brings up that overly respectful making sure they're not overstepping checking in with women and actually women feel fucking empowered and they're almost she said the ones who are more like in control of the experience which i find really really fucking cool so yeah, what a world! What else? What else? Well, then there's some. What's on the third floor? Well, there's some clubs <laughs> where there's like BDSM uh, okay, yeah. play. So there's for the those kinds of people who like to be tied up or yeah. whipped or whatever your kink or jam is. But yeah, I found that really interesting. And there's rules around all the curtains, so mm-hmm. you can have a closed off curtain where it sends a sign of we're at capacity <laughs> with our play group essentially. Oh, so so no- it's not just two, like one-on-one, it can be three people, four it people. It can be three or four and you might decide, no, this is our click and close the curtains around the bed and then it's a sign that you're not welcome to join. But you might have sheer curtains closed around the bed where it's like you're not welcome to join but you're welcome to observe. Whoa. The observing part blows my mind. Like, Revs, you and I could pay 50 bucks Go to a swingers club as single women and not partake and, and just, just watch. observe. Yeah, you're allowed to just observe. Kind of want to do it. But then apparently everyone who goes to just observe gets hot and heavy and I catches bet. all the feels and then yeah. participates. I find it fascinating. Wow. Yes. So how regularly does our DL do this? Oh, you know, I didn't ask her that and now I wish I did. Mm, I'd like love to quarterly, know. quarterly, once a term. Well, <laughs> like a gym membership. There's membership statuses. Of course. So you could pay to attend once a month, but if you pay for the annual, it's like unlimited. You know what I mean? Like it's there's all different pricing How tiers. How do you even start to find them? Apparently once you go looking, yeah, it's everywhere. You, they're everywhere. Yeah, right. yeah, and some of them are in suburban neighbourhoods, which blows my mind. Wow. Yeah, and then she said you see the same sort of swingers and, yeah, develop a preference like you mentioned. So there must have been – Okay, are there rules about communication afterwards or can you remain anonymous? Because, like, my fear would be here's – my, here's my really vulnerable fear, right? Yeah. If I went with my partner and he had a great time with someone and then they, like, what if they start texting? Mm. Do you know what I mean? What if they, like – or what if every time we go, he's always off with her? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that would be my fear. Definitely. It's like, oh, he's formed a real connection and he now has his real preference and he wants to hang with her. Yeah. Or, or yeah, if there's a relationship that builds outside. Well, I'm going to answer this as if I'm an expert, but yeah. I'm 100% not. Yeah. Say if those were your real insecurities, then that suggests to me that you should have a conversation with your partner. And which that's is, the boundary. No texting, no getting names. That's the boundary. Yeah. Or you would consider going on a swingers holiday. Oh. Yeah. Where what's you, a swingers holiday? Well, this is another thing I learned is you could like go to a swingers hotel in Canada, for example. What? And then Yeah. And like. Canada, come through. Yeah. Come through. <laughs> But yeah, and experience oh, it for a Canada. week. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh, <laughs> Canada. And have a week of pleasure and play with your partner and then leave and never have to see those people yeah, but again. We live in a 
easily stalkable world. Yeah, that's you true. You could find anyone. Yeah. Especially women. Give us half an hour on Instagram, we can find anyone. Yeah, and I guess that's the tricky part about this is yeah. that going back to that core secure feeling and communication in your relationship. Because if your relationship <sighs> is on the rocks, I think the worst thing you could do is mm. go to a swingers party to try and mend your connection oh. with your partner, yeah. go see a therapist. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- th- I don't think it will solve your problems. But there must be scenarios where partners talk and feel fully secure and then meet someone. Yeah, yeah I'm you sure You can't predict who you're going to fall for yeah. or what experience is going to come your way and mm. change you like mm. or shake you or crack something open. And You can't predict that. Yeah. you And I think part of being a... Oh my God, I'm so open to this life. This lifestyle sounds amazing and I get how this would be utterly fulfilling and exciting and thrilling for a lot of couples. For me, part of being a secure adult would be limiting my frame of reference so I wasn't constantly stimulated and attracted outside of what I've chosen for myself. Do you know Mm, what I mean? mm. Like, Because I know I would enjoy it. And I would like find it really exciting and fun and could chase a lot of different experiences. But I reckon I would form connections and because it's humans and that's how I relate, you know, like. Yeah. And so for me, it would be like, oh, this is risky to the relationship because Mm. I know myself and I know what I'm like with Mm. other human beings. And I would probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a personality type. Whereas my whole life, I have been a chronic and serial monogamous. Yes. I'm a one guy gal. Yeah. Whereas right now, like I'm not saying that I'm going to call up a swingers club tomorrow, like definitely not. But I'm curious enough. And in my relationship with hubs, I feel so confident and secure in what we have. We have the same vision and goals for our family. Yeah. Very, very long term that I think I could feel like I could speak confidently on behalf of both of us that for us it would just be purely about experience. Yes, yeah, sensory experience. Sensory, sensory play. Experience. <laughs> and I'm sensory sure, play. But like, but it's a sensory play group. <laughs> it's Jim Baru. It's Blowjob Baru. <laughs> but this is the other thing as well, right, Rebs, is that you can appreciate an attractive man or an attractive woman. Yeah. But so many elements have to come together for you to, like, jump ship. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, to stage, be in a relationship. To, at this yeah. stage of life that yeah. I that I don't feel it would come as easily as people think, oh, you're opening up yourself to yeah. X, Y, and Z. It's yeah. like, wow, yes, you are. But, like, what does that mean? What does that look like? What's the practicality behind that? Mm. Do you really get to know someone at a swingers club no, of in terms of what their values are? And of course you don't. You don't get to meet their pet. You know, like, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. But I, anyway, but I just – Part of relationship – yes, there's two parts of relationships, so aren't there? There's the parts we choose yep. that we invest in, that we work on, that we dedicate ourselves to, that we build our lives around, right? Yeah. And that's very deliberate and very cerebral yeah and then there's the other part that is the magical bit Mm. that you can't control all the time which is just the way it makes you feel in your body yeah how you feel when you're with someone the hormones the attraction the unspeakable unexplainable part of and every relationship friendship work whatever has both parts 100p and it's not a new idea that you that the magical part could take you a really long way in one direction, yeah. you know, before you get to the other part. Mm. So I think you'd have to be so secure yes. in the cerebral part of your relationship like you've described Absolutely. to even entertain those. Because otherwise, if that magical part had been dead for a long time, mm. you know, it could like really fuck you up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched one YouTube video where there was a English guy. A bit of a ready I feel like the Brits love it. I'm thinking of the Louis Theroux. <laughs> you are. Um you totally doco are. for sure. Like I haven't seen the Louis Theroux doco, but there was this like geeky British guy who like goes and observes a swingers club and <laughs> he asked one of the one of the questions he asked the owners of the club, because the owners of the club happen to be a couple. Okay. Who sort feels Appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And he asked the owner, dude, do you ever get insecure where, for example, you see a guy have sex with your wife and he's like got a 
bigger penis than you Mm. how does that make you feel and I was like what a forward question but also what a projection of your own insecurities like I found that so we know what you're worried about yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) and the guy said oh no I know guys dicks come in all shapes and forms but the beautiful thing about this lifestyle is there's this mutual understanding and acceptance of bodies of all types yeah that's cool and you see and he's like I find it amazing when I see women in a less conventional what you would call perfect or beautiful whatever body like owning it he's like that's sexy and and there's just no judgment and then he also said but if you have your own insecurities that's on you to work through them if you want to be part of this lifestyle wow what a community I know I found that really really freeing yeah it's it's fascinating I think um it's so funny because we do this all the time and thinking about this a ton lately is like your own securities will lie to you so heavily, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then you can, so I can sit here and easily accept and know that I've been with men of many different body types, of many different personalities, with different hair colors and yeah, yeah. frames and whatever. And I, and like, I found them all differently attractive for different reasons, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at the person you're into and you're like, well, he clearly likes X. Am I X? And you can't like extend that acceptance of variety and it's just always different to the person you're into because of your own insecurity like gets in the way. Isn't this funny about this idea of types? Like, do you think people genuinely have a type? You have a type. Do I? Yes. Well, actually, sorry. Yeah, see? (laughs) No, 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 I'm calling bullshit on myself because your first marriage. (laughs) My first marriage. Is so different to your husband. Like, off, so I would say different. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But take him out yeah. and go everyone else and include your husband There's and you a have vibe. a type. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's interesting. So that was like a weird anomaly. And, hey, maybe it shouldn't have gone there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I learned a lot from that relationship. Exactly. So I have no regrets. Exactly. But, like, you've got outside of that one major ex, you have a type. Yeah. Yeah. Do See, I my, have a type? My, uh, mm, you're a variety. Yeah. Now that I think of it. But what I love about you is like whoever you're with, <laughs> you lean so hard into that type and okay. you start to tell yourself that, yes, this person's my type because of X, Y, and Z. And this is okay. just classic Revs being queen enthusiast about whatever she's uh, into in that moment. Yeah. And I've come to know this about you and I just go, yeah, she's hard into this right now. <laughs> not to say you're not, you know, in it with commitment for the long term but yeah you've you've got a blend I'm I'm thinking back there's a few people I'm thinking back to through your sexual history that I'm like wow that guy is so not today Rebs's type yeah you know what I mean uh-huh. yeah it's just fascinating yeah it is isn't it hmm. I don't know like if I were to think what is my type now I couldn't tell you well, it's your husband. No, it is. Oh, no, but I mean, like, if we're talking from a lust, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. take my husband out of it. Yeah. Like, my love for him is so deep. It runs so deep. He's, like, my best friend. Yeah. But if we were to talk from a lust perspective, like, mm. what would I find attractive? Like, I'm so basic. Like, it is your Channing Tatums and your Chris Hemsworthy <laughs> no. types. I know, which I'm a bit like, what, Gem? You don't particularly love big muscly men am I just a cliche but then I I went through that Eddie Redmayne phase oh yeah, yeah. you like a slender man I do you like a, a live James McAvoy yeah yeah you like a live bloke a, a what and a you, live and you like live yeah live and you like a European you do <gasps> you like depends. a Frenchman you like a Brit you like that kind of like it's your it's the Euro in you yeah maybe you like a live European I like a caveman dad book. Hubs is not a live <laughs> European vibe no but he's though. live yeah I he's dated lean. a caveman vibe once yeah yeah Big yeah. time caveman yeah, yeah, vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Anomaly anyway, though. Anomaly. It's fascinating. It sure is. Attraction yeah. and pheromones oh, and all that shit. Like so obsessed with it. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I'll never forget when Revs was deep in her hinge dating days and she would show me photos of guys that she was chatting to and she'd be like, How hot is he? And I'd be like, To you. <laughs> that's the thing about attraction. And that's all that matters. But like, how good? Yeah. Thank God. I think it would be really full on if your best friend and you had the same type. Yeah. We know a pair of besties who had a massive friendship ending falling out because they just kept falling for the same type of guy. That's tricky. And it just became untenable Mm. because it was like someone was always kind of getting hurt and like it was really full on. I'm so glad we have opposite types. Same. 
Because thank God we've never competed for a dude. No, we, it, we never have. Never, friends. never. never. And, and every time you've been into someone, I've been like, oh, yeah, cool. That's great. Good, good, for, good for you. Happy for you. Yeah. And you're the same. You're like, oh, right. Wouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, yeah. Go for it. Attraction is so very personal. It's just, it's that magic part, attraction. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You yeah. can't nail it down to a formula. It is pure cosmic energy yeah smells and all sorts of like weird things that make you attracted to someone it's totally. not and that but that's cool in the reverse because you're like someone's going to be attracted to me and it's not going to make sense and like i can't do anything or present any way i'm just going to be attractive to certain people hundred p it's cool and to bring it back to the swingers chat if i were to talk my concerns if i were to yes. enter the space my concern would be well what if i wasn't attracted to anyone? To anyone. Mm. And then there was a guy showing interest or trying to advance uh, on me and I would have to have that awkward like, oh, no, 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 you're reading me wrong. Like, uh, I, like no. Is there like a universal symbol? Yeah, I don't know. They do talk about having a safe word. Okay. Like really important to have a safe word that if something's too much or you're uncomfortable. And interestingly, the rule with a safe word is that it needs to be three syllables oh. so that it can never be confused with another word like what cantaloupe for example pineapple is one just tropical fruit yeah (laughs) tropical passion fruit fruit. (laughs) yeah yeah papaya (laughs) but yeah the idea behind it well the idea behind it is that so it isn't confused easily confused with moaning yeah (laughs) yeah how good yeah God, you learnt a lot. Thank you, Swingers Correspondent. That's okay. Happy to be the correspondent. Not going to be the experienced person just yet. Just yet. I kind of want to go. Should we go? Well, part of me wants to be a voyeur, you know? Like, I'm I'm intrigued. But you couldn't play. No. No. No, but I'd go with my correspondent hat on, like, going, I'm researching this. You'd wear one of those, like, um, 1950s journalist hats with, like, little piece of paper (laughs) in the side. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not here to play. I'm just here to observe. But yeah, fascinating. Do you know what the other insecurity I think I would have, which I think this would offend hubs a little bit, but if I was to go out there and play amongst the swingers community, I'd suddenly become aware of my personal grooming. And I've been married now for seven years. Right. And he'd be like, why didn't you do this for For me? me. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when people renovate or touch up their house for sale. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, why didn't we paint that room we've been renovating herself? Yeah. For the marketplace. You can talk (laughs) from experience, like post divorce, back on the scene. I have never seen you exercise so much self care as you did in those dating days. Self care, let's call it what it is personal augmentation. Yes. You know, your hair laser removal, your Botox, yeah. your tanning, whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. all the things. All the things. I feel like that pressure. Yeah, it would, would get to you. It would, su- I well, would not su- get to you, but it would be part, it might be part of the excitement because mm. I know you call it like, you know, your personal grooming. It's like, it's part of the experience of that moment in time. Like I didn't find it a burden to like take care of myself no. again. I was, it was more like, oh, I'm dating. I'm like attractive. I'm out there. I'm meeting yeah, people. Yeah. Like You're it's peacocking fun. again. You're peacocking yeah. it. It's, it's not a burden. No. And it's like, it's and, fun. And honestly, in our early twenties, it's what we did every weekend. Yeah. And it and was in our fun. Teens, it was like fun. get your yeah. hair done or whatever. It's exactly the same. And to feel good about yourself, yeah. to force yourself into this space. What makes me feel good so I can confidently go out there. Exactly. It's all just armor for <laughs> world it really humans. is <laughs> it is fascinating ad break gotta keep the lights on dls you're not gonna want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand i am extra excited about today's sponsor because dls as you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using Wild Natural Deodorant. And then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range. So obviously we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. <laughs> so I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay, 
You did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and frankly it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I've found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Repsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy. Now, something I mentioned previously about being married seven years. Do you know what I did this week? What did you do? I forgot my anniversary. Babe. I know. And he didn't give you a little head cheeky heads up. Oh, do you want to know what hubs did? So we sleep in separate beds, mm-hmm. but in the mornings, one of us climbs into the other's bed and we have a morning snuggle. It's really lovely. And for whatever reason on this particular morning, our kids slept in. Uh, and by sleep in, I mean they woke up at 6.30 and not 5.30. Yeah, yeah. So at 6am, yeah, exactly, in inverted commas, at 6am, Hubs came into my room and came in and had a little snuggle and we were spooning. And he goes to me, what day is it on Thursday? Now, this was a Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Tuesday morning, he goes, what day is it on Thursday? And I instantly went, oh my God, it's our anniversary month. It's our anniversary. And I went, our anniversary? And he goes, are we doing gifts or cards this year? Oh, my God. And I was like. He trapped you. He trapped me so hard, Revs. I was like, um, well, we never do gifts, but we always do beautiful cards. And he's like, yeah, yeah. What's the date on Thursday, Jem? And I went. <laughs> At this point, did you tweet? No, <laughs> I didn't. I went the 22nd. I was like, I always remember the date. And he goes. Nah, babe, Thursday's the 24th. And I went, is today the 22nd? He's like, yeah, babe, today's our anniversary. He's like, seven-year itch. I (laughs) knew you would forget. I was like, I'm the worst. Oh, my God, I'm so – I felt so bad. So bad. I'm shaking my head. Yeah. And then after that, he pulled out this beautiful handwritten card just to, like, bring me to further shame and then on top of that, he goes, oh, and I've organized care for the kids tonight and I've booked a restaurant. So <sighs> six o'clock, we're going to this place. I was you like, you bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking proud of him. It's important to, it's important. Mm. I've come to learn in my life, it is important to celebrate these milestones. It yep. is important to celebrate birthdays. It's important to take stock on anniversaries. This stuff Like, what does it all mean if we don't take time for these special things? Exactly. And do you know what? It was hot. Yeah. I found it sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he just took charge of this. Yes. You know what was the best thing Hubs did as well? Was he didn't dwell on the fact I forgot at all. He didn't, like, make me pay for it or bring it up a million times over that day. he's an adult. (laughs) He's an adult. But instead what he did, bless him, was he was like, you know what? It's okay that you forgot four years in a row. Did I mention this detail? <laughs> no. This is the fourth year I've forgotten that anniversary. Oh, I know, it's an embarrassing thing. Put it trend. in your fucking iCal and put an alert on. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But anyway, something That's about... That's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> look, something about this time of year... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time escapes me and there's a level of busyness. Do you feel it energetically? Everything just yeah. drives up a notch. Oh, it's cooked. If you're picking your wedding date now, I highly recommend April. I agree. Lovely time. Seriously, <laughs> November is busy. It's stressful. It's like the lead up to Christmas. Everything's mad. Like you can feel it online on socials. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cyber Monday yeah, and yeah. sales yeah. and Christmas shopping and get-togethers and work Christmas parties. and Like it's it's relentless and that's what I'm caught in. And not only that. I'm also aware of the fact that 
it's like daycare re-enrollment forms, you know. And so Hubs was really good. He acknowledged, it's okay, babe, you carry a lot of the mental load. Like, I can handle this. And I'm like, I love you. I don't deserve you. Anyway. You do deserve him. I do deserve him. But, yes. um, Um, If men knew the power (laughs) in, hey, babe, pick you up at seven, I've booked a restaurant. If they knew the power in not just being like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like, if they knew. Yeah, it's hot. How powerful sexy what a turn on how exciting yeah the relief yes the just the the up, absolute romance yes in that gesture that yeah. is not hard to do if mm. they knew mm. i mean they well, could I, own the world i think hubs they learned already i know but he did he learned from that experience he was like oh yeah okay i Jen's can take charge. into it i can yeah, take charge yeah. anyway do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time I for? I feel like I've done a lot of talking today, but I've got, right. I've got a lot on my hey, mind. it's a jam ep. We're good <laughs> with it. It happens. We have RevZep all the time. Uh, okay. RevZep sounds like Rev-Zep. a disease. <laughs> it does. Uh, she's got RevZep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do not have time for our disastrous first guests at Yo Cabba Cabba. Airbnb hell. Oh, now, guys. I haven't heard this story deliberately because we've been saving it for this moment. Yeah. I want to live react what the fuck happened? Do you know what? There'll be some people out there who will feel some schadenfreude. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, fuck you, Gemma Peanut. Like, you deserve to have shitty first guests at oh, Yo Cabba Cabba. Okay, this took a turn. It did take a turn. But anyway, for context, very excited that we had our first guests booked in to stay at Yo Cabba Cabba. Now, we've had people book over New Year's, over Jan, over Feb, over March, but I was particularly excited about the first people to use the cutlery, you know, because everything is brand new. So they booked for two nights over a weekend. (sighs) So they stay over on the Friday night. At three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday... I get a text from my neighbour, my lovely neighbour who I've got to know because I wanted to make sure that she felt she and her partner and their kids felt safe and secure living next door to an Airbnb. Now, she said, hey, Jem, I didn't want to text you, but basically. Did your stomach just fall? Instantly I was like, no, these are the first guests. I wanted to instill confidence Mm. in my neighbours that this was going to be okay for them because I explained to them, sorry, I will get back to the text, but I explained to them that we have very firm house rules. They're not like hidden in the fine print. They get emailed to guests and texted. Yeah. So to make sure they read the house rules. And part of the house rules, we make very clear mention that we really care about our neighbours and that noise needs to be kept to a minimum at a certain time and blah, 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 blah. And if you breach this or that, like if you're a festival goer, this is not the Airbnb for you. Like you can't have house parties. Like obviously you can go away with friends and entertain all that stuff. But you know, you know what I mean by house party. Anyway, that first group of guests partied with loud music till 3 a.m. Uh, and they then kids with them? No kids. Uh. And then according to my neighbours, continued to talk loudly. Now we know that drunken uh, banter. potentially bags. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> till 5 a.m. Uh, yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yo, Cabba. Cabba. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I, so I have a property oh, manager for no. Yo Cabba Cabba. She's incredible. She's the one who's managing everything to do with the property down to the nightly rates, blah, blah, blah. So I screenshotted my neighbor's text and I sent it straight to my property manager. And I was like, help. I know it's a Saturday. I'm sorry to text you this, but we've got to deal with this. Yeah. Now, this is how good my property manager is. Within 15 minutes of me sending that text, she replies saying, hey, Jem. The guests have been evicted and they're leaving within the hour. I know. Revs has got a shock. Yeah, it was a like, I was like, oh, we're not even going to chat. Like she just took charge. And I wrote back going, oh, really? Okay. Is that protocol? And she said to me, trust me from experience, even if I tell them not to party tonight, they will. Something I didn't mention was my neighbor said, I didn't want to text you, but it's now three o'clock in the afternoon. This is on Saturday. Uh, and they'd started And again. they've turned up the music yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. And the they're, she yeah, said yeah. they're ready for round two. And I just don't know if I can do another night of no sleep. Oh, yeah, that God. was the vibe. I didn't oh, mention that. Fuck. So have you sent like a flowers or something to your neighbor? I haven't, oh. but I probably should. Yeah, Christmas present for her. <laughs> to be honest, I need to send flowers to my property manager because so she texted me saying, 
they've been evicted. They'll be gone within the hour. I'm on my way to the house now to make sure they Whoa. leave. Now this is on that's her a lot. That's on her Saturday. So she is that went safe. Like what? Well, if aggressive. I said to her, "Can you text me when you get to the house?" Yeah. So, Jim, this is a lot to take on. Oh, look, it's just apparently I've spoken to heaps of other people who run Airbnbs and they were like, look, this is a rite of passage. It's unfortunate that that it's your very first guest, but this gem, this isn't the norm. Like it's not. But it does happen. It does happen. But I had friends go on my Airbnb listing and they're like, no, the house rules are clear as day. So you're an idiot for booking the house and throwing a house party. So. Uh, property manager went over to the house and so first of all the people who booked it said that they were a party of six three couples looking for a relaxing weekend away because my property manager's job is to heavily vet mm-hmm. through Airbnb who stays to avoid this exact situation she got to the house and there were 10 20 something year olds <laughs> yeah so they lied <gasps> They completely, they made it sound like they were in their like mid to late thirties, three couples, just, you know, have some wine and cheese in the night and probably turn in by 10 PM, you know, which is what we would all do. Right. Cause we've all got kids and we're all tired, but no, it was early 20 something year olds, 10 of them because it sleeps 10. Now, if you divide the property price yeah, yeah, by yeah. 10, it's super affordable. Well, there's something to think about. I know, <laughs> but then you don't want to yeah. make it too expensive that families can't yeah. enjoy it. And that's who we yeah. designed it for is for families yeah. to enjoy it. So there you go. They lied on their application and this is how we found ourselves here. Now, when Jane and my property manager got to the house, she said they were all in the living room. And I said, were you met with any hostility? And she said, no, not at all. In fact, they were super apologetic. And when I said you're being evicted, they were like, and here are the house rules and all the things that you breached. They were like, yeah, fair enough. We can't dispute it. Yeah, they were very accepting. And she said they even took every single towel that they used and put it in the laundry, like ready for washing. Like wow. she said, they were actually, I think just good kids who just really wanted to blow off some steam. Yeah. To but have a good yeah. job. And we've all been in our yeah, early we've 20s. All been that pe- we, exactly. Like we know that vibe. But the funny thing she did say was when she said, all right, guys, it's, it's time to leave. Have you got somewhere else to stay tonight? Cause as I mentioned, yeah. they were supposed to stay two nights and they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We found somewhere in Byron. And she was like, great. You're much more suited to Byron. Byron is your vibe. You guys are here to party. <laughs> go to Byron two of the guys at the house were like on the couch and they were like uh I I I can't even freaking drive to Byron like I'm still sobering up and she was like still sobering up it's four o'clock in the afternoon wow you guys really did pull an all-nighter and she said well you can sober up on the curb you're not sobering up in the house out you go and and it was like hurting kids like out of the house so any damage or anything she said there was no damage okay so just partying just damage to my neighbor's eardrums and your goodwill yeah i know look i the good thing was was as soon as my neighbor messaged me about it i responded within minutes yeah and i said to her this is unacceptable just to let you know, they've been evicted. They're leaving within the hour. And she wrote back saying, thank you for being so responsive. I really didn't want to message you. And I s- replied straight away and said, no, you guys yeah, yeah, they matter there. Yeah. more to us yeah. than any Airbnb Absolutely. guest. Like at the end of the day. It's just being neighborly. It is being neighborly. And also this house ultimately, and I know I've said this before, I'll say it again, but this is our holiday home first, Airbnb second. So we plan on spending a ton of time up there and it's not in our interest to piss our neighbors off. Like it just isn't. We want a strong relationship with them. So yeah, I had to iron that one out. Well done. Where do you find an Airbnb property manager? Sounds amazing. Okay. How do people do it without one? Right? Yeah. I guess you have to live locally. Yeah, right. Okay. So that you can easily deal with any situation. So we live in Sydney. Yo, Cabba Cabba is a 10-hour drive away. Like yeah. there was, there's no way you that we could. You can't go evict 10, 20-year-olds. No, and we can't manage it, the property for a fire. Like if <sighs> something breaks, you know, you Sounds need to like be there. very hard. Well, that's it. This is why you have a property manager. And, right. and our property manager is worth her weight in frigging gold. So what, do they just take a commission? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they right. take a percentage of every booking. Okay. But she manages the cleaner schedule. Wow. The bookings, the back and forth conversation, 24 hour customer care. Like, wow. She's incredible. Do you know how I found her? No. 
I did a shout out on Instagram saying, wow. oh yeah, I remember. Do you remember? Yeah, Ages yeah. ago I said, hey, does anyone know of any Airbnb property managers in the Cabarita Tweed Head area? And her name kept popping up. Yeah, there were a few okay. others that popped up as well. But the people who talked about her were very passionate. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And well, you know, it sounds like she's an absolute um, like yeah. amazing at her job. I spoke to a couple of property managers and I felt like, she was the most personable. She really seemed to care. And I was like, you know what? The, the business is yours. Yeah, like, great. You can have it. Oh, she's proved that. Woo. She sure has. Been. Oh, babe. Oh, I hope your second. What's coming next? So we've had our second oh, okay. since then. And they were a young family with a baby. Okay. And all good. All good in the hood. Okay. They're the kinds of people we want. Look, I'm not trying to be exclusive and not inclusive, but the house is not for party goers. Look, we've all lied to get a hens party or a schoolies thing in a house. I did it for my sister's hens. Did you? I was like, it's a 30th lunch. And, you know, people were talking till 5 a.m. And yeah. uh, oh. <laughs> you didn't get evicted, though. Well, we were only there for one night. But, yeah, look, yeah. it happens and you, you don't want it in your place definitely not oh babe rite of passage experience yeah all right well i guess that's par for the course do you know what i don't have time for what don't you have time for i want to talk about irritability and parenting okay something we can (laughs) all very heavily relate to yeah and i think depending on your own sense of self you can be really hard on yourself right Mm -hmm. when you're irritable to your kids So I recalled something this week and I wanted to share it because I thought it could be useful. I used to live in an apartment in another part of Sydney and there was a woman, a single mum next to me with two kids. I remember. And she had a bathroom window that weirdly opened onto my balcony. That sounds really strange, but it was a weird art deco old. You had a central courtyard. There was like a central courtyard and then like the buildings kind of wrapped around it. and Like her, in a horseshoe shape. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Anyway, her bathroom window opened onto my little, little balcony. So I would be sitting out there child-free having a coffee or whatever and I would hear her talk to her kids and I would judge her because she was snappy, irritable. I would have thought mean and aggressive she was saying things to them that, like, I'd never heard a mother say, you know. Fascinating. And I remember even talking to my downstairs neighbor and being like, oh, I'm really worried about those kids in there. <gasps> like, you know, she's so irritable. She really snaps at them. Blah, blah, blah. She says this. She says that. And I recalled that because I myself was really irritated yeah. because I had work stuff going on. I was sick. Um, I had a lot of things happening at once and my kids were just in that. They really needed to get out and I hadn't taken them out. And it was like 11 a.m. They were climbing the wall. You know, it all perfect storm. We all know this situation where you just feel really trapped and over it. It was my long weekend. So I'd had them for like five days on my own and I was at my limit, right? Like I'd hit capacity And I was talking to them and I kind of, I don't know what triggered it for me, but I zoomed out and I was reminded, I was actually in my bathroom as well. And I was reminded of how I used to judge that woman who lived next to me and how she would talk to her kids. And I was talking to my kids in the same way. With the same tone. the same tone. And I was just like, huh, God, Mm. we think we know everything before we're there. And I was just like trying to remind myself of people ahead of me or at other stages of life or navigating things I have yet to navigate that you don't know shit. You don't know how you would be. And just to fucking, you know, the usual same old lesson, but just be nice and kind and extend empathy and try not to judge where someone is because you just don't know what is going on. Yeah. And it's just so easy to make judgment calls from a comfortable, settled place. But there is such a smugness to pre-kid life. Yeah, but it, this could you could apply this to almost anything, yeah. you know? Like, how often do we do it? We look around at other women particularly, but any people, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm the first one to lay shit on the boomers mm. for their for their behaviour or their attitudes towards things. I don't know what I'm going to be like in my 60s. Like, maybe I'll be exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a humbling observation of mine that I was like, I'm going to pop that in my notes and share that on the podcast. I love that. Because <laughs> I don't have time for like 25-year-old me with her smug judgment 
of that mum next door. And that mum next door had no idea I judged her because I never actually looked her in the face and had a conversation. But And do you know what you probably needn't have? Yeah, yeah. It's totally. a bit like trolls online. Think it, don't write it. Think it, don't, don't write say it. it. But like, I'm just, you know, I hope she's good now. Do you know what I'm thinking? This conversation, I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. Yeah. I thought you were going to catch yourself saying the same things as she said in that tone and check yourself oh. and be like, oh, my God, I've become I've that become mother. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what I love is that instead you've gone, I fucking get it. Yeah. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. I that get it irritableness. Now. And I needn't have worried about her fucking kids. Like what a concern troll thing to think, you know. Like my kids are the most loved. Yep. Safe. Safe. Warm bed. S- supported. Yep like hyped kids in town you know but like yeah sometimes they get an irritable mum who's at the end of her fucking tether yeah and two things can be true absolutely and i'm sure that those kids who are probably now in their late teens are absolutely fine yes and yeah it really didn't need my fucking take on it you yeah. know that those those kids life and her life didn't need my hot take Speaking of irritable, I had a full-on standoff with Raph last night. Oh. She was in one of those moods, but I was in one of those moods. Oh, like, yeah. as you can hear on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Every time she tries to tell you she's sick. It's story checks. Yeah, story checks. Yeah. So I'm unwell. Something I haven't even got, got into is we no longer have an au pair. We haven't for two weeks. Um, <laughs> Story coming soon. Oh, uh, look, when I can find that energy and the time and also I'm still trying to process yeah, yeah. everything. But uh, yeah, uh, experience with our au pair did not go how I hoped. And yeah, we had... We Jen ha- will return to us with some wisdom when she's figured out uh, how it all went, where how it went. Yes, so <laughs> we let her go and for the last two weeks I'm now back in that place of... Every daycare drop off, but every- with a renewed perspective. Yes, renewed. Would you say yes, yes. absolutely. And um, I haven't given up entirely on au pairs completely, but right now I'm just back to full on parenting. And this is how I've ended up at back at my wits end yeah. because everything's feeling like a struggle and a fight every morning trying to get the kids out the door on my own and to daycare. Uh, so I was in a standoff with Rafa. She's got a lot of language now. She knows how to hit me where it hurts. And it's so hard for me to say this, but she said, I hate my mummy. Yeah. I w- I'll let you finish. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Look, <laughs> it gives me pause. Even repeating it, my heart breaks. It felt so teenage. I hate my mummy. I've never heard her say the word hate. So straight away I said, that's not a nice word, Rafa, and that really hurts my heart that you say that. I don't like you saying the word hate. And then she went on to say, I'm going to find another family. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what we were having a standoff over. It would have been like dinner or her not wanting to have a bath or something. And so my really mature response to her saying, I'm going to find another Can family was, yeah. Off you go then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Classic gem. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> Off you go, then go and find another family. It disarmed her because she was like, okay, but no one's allowed to have my room. And I said, well, (laughs) I know. Isn't it funny? The scope of their world and what's important to them. And you're not coming to my party. Yeah, it was in the vein of that. And I said to her, yeah, but Rafa, if you're not a part of our family anymore, then you don't get to keep your room. Like that room will go to someone else who wants to be a part of this family. (laughs) And, and she was like, the manipulation. Then, but the the best thing was, look, I realize I should have handled this totally differently. Like gentle parenting peeps are going to rage at me. But she goes, but I won't be able to carry all of my snugglies. Now her snugglies are her soft toys, which who are so important to her. And I said, well, that's okay. I can help you carry them. <laughs> you bitch. I know. That's fine. I've got a big Ikea bag here I can give you. <laughs> Off your trot. I was just trying to call her bluff. And then it didn't take long for her to go, no, mummy, I want to stay in our family. And then she had the audacity to say, mummy, me, Iggy and daddy will stay in this family and you can find yeah, another Yeah, where'd family. she learn that kind of yeah. manipulation? Yeah, from me. Look, yeah. it wasn't my best parenting moment, as I said. <laughs> 
I was at my wits end. I was armed with no tools in that moment. I couldn't draw on anything Do mature. Do you want one? Yes. All right. So Teddy does this to me. Isla <sighs> used to do it to me. She wouldn't dare now. Her heart would literally shatter in front of me if she hurt me. I hate you. I don't want you to be my mum. I want Janma to be my mum. That's, that's the way he hurts me. Yeah. So for Janma's context, my mum. Janma is Rebs' mum. And do you know what I say? What? That's okay, Ted. I still love you. Talk about disarming. First of all, utterly disarm. He's like, well, I, well, I. I hate you still. I'm like, that's okay, Ted. I still love you. Because yeah. it does two things, yeah. right? Like it tells them like you can be a little dick. And I'll still love you. Can you can be an asshole. Yeah. And I still love you. But it also is disarming because it's like, I'm not playing this game. Yeah. You did the opposite. You're like, two can tango. Mm. You know, like mm. it's really disarming and it te- it's a t- teaching lesson. So there you go. There's you a know tool what? for you. I-, I really needed that. And I have used that. Every time Rafa tells me I'm not invited to her birthday party ever. I love how she chucks ever, ever on. Well, you're Infinity. not you're not invited to my birthday party ever yeah. again. And then my you're like, like who's going to call the birthday fairy? <laughs> That's what I want to say, but I've been handling that you think one. Daddy's going to do it. Daddy got the wrong day. <laughs> No, daddy's more on top of dates than me. We've learned true, from true, this episode. True, true. But I did respond to that one with That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. If you don't want to invite me, that's fine. No one's forcing you. Yeah. In fact, mummy will go to Pilates. <laughs> With Have a great pleasure. time. <laughs> With pleasure. Have a great time. It's so funny. Like, you know, I'm, um, it's no secret. I have this beautiful new boyfriend. I'm like falling in love. It's all very magical. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, mm, romance. And then I go and sit at the park with my kids and I see kids Rafa's age or I see a two-year-old absolutely kicking off, not letting her parent pick her up, screaming, kicking, kicking everyone in the face, taking her clothes off, running around. And I'm like, I don't want another baby. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. <laughs> like so happy to be where I am. Put the love aside. It can be its own thing. Babies are shit. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I love that you, as a mother with children of your own, looks to other children in earlier stages of life and go, contraception. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Shut it down. Shut it down. I'm good. Hit me with a nut spawn. Have I got a nut spawn for you? Hey, you didn't even comment on my like, Disney melisma. Okay, that was beautiful Disney melisma. Well done, Rebs. <laughs> Gorgeous timber too. Hit, hit me with your nut spawn. Okay, my nut spawn this week is a freebie if you have a Netflix account. Hey. Yep. I'm going to recommend a film. If you don't, Gem's password is. <laughs> <laughs> We're at capacity. We're on every device. Soz, guys. The Good Nurse. Ooh, Revs is looking at me perplexed. She has not seen it. Not The Good Mum. The Good Nurse. The Good Nurse. Yeah, it's a film on Netflix. No, new. Oh, okay. Very new. It stars Eddie Redmayne and... (laughs) Your mate. Yeah, my mate Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain. Oh, two beautiful redheads. Powerhouse Oscar-nominated slash Oscar winners. Okay, I'm going to give you the brief top-end rundown of it because I think you have to watch it. It is a beautifully restrained character-driven film. It's a little bit slow at the start, but I promise it's worth the commitment. Give us the Reader's Digest. Okay, the Reader's Digest is, it's a true story, we love a true story, about a nurse, a male nurse, who was deliberately killing his patients Ah! over the course of 15 years. I assume that's Eddie Redmayne. Yep. He loves to be a psycho. Yes, and Jessica Chastain plays the nurse who was part of the investigation to his downfall, basically. I'm in, I'm in. And it follows essentially the last 18 months of his crime. Yep, and then getting him behind bars. True story, crazy crazy story but what I love about it most is that the film doesn't glorify the murderer in any way shape or form it's actually through the lens of Jessica Chastain's character because what was so interesting about this dynamic and relationship is that they were dear friends and then when it when it was brought to her attention that he was the cause of all these unexpected hospital deaths she couldn't unsee it and then she became obsessed with finding out the truth and she does and she plays a major role in the investigation and it is a true story and it's I say this in the nicest way possible but fuck this is another America is so fucked up Mm. story you know like it's it's wild anyway the good nurse check it out it's Oh, fuck it's a good film okay i'm in yeah 
Hit me with your not spawn. Dulcet tones of the Hit city. me with your not spawn. Okay, mine's really simple. Um, it's Cotton On bike shorts. Oh, Cotton On is really getting sung out by us lately, but they're so good. Seriously, they're so good. I'll give you the exact name because they have a few. And I'll also chuck a link up on Instagram. Show me, show me, Revzy. I'm trying to find them. I'm trying to find I've got one pair of bike shorts from Cotton On and they are my fave. I wonder if they're the same. Let's have a look. Do you know what? I said there's a particular one, but I've actually got two different styles. Oh, amazing. So maybe it's just all their bike shorts, to be honest. Yeah. But the ones I've been rocking are the seamless rib bike shorts. Oh, I have those. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're really thick. They're yeah. almost like a knitted vibe. They really support you. Mm. I'll send you the link as promised. Do you know what I like about them is the length. Yeah, they're, they're not too long, no. but they're not short shorts. Yes. They're that perfect, perfect in between. Spot. And that's weird because we have vastly different pins. And yet somehow and they yet somehow work they on both of us. So that's good. Also love the tummy band. Yeah. My butt looks juicy. Love it. Like love them. Um, we'll definitely link them in the show notes. Yeah, I've got – we say that every week and then we never do and I'm so sorry. They're awesome and they've got matching crops. Oh, cute. Which Have I'm you tried like, the crops? Yeah, so I've never been like a crop matching my no. activewear bottoms. But now that I'm wearing all these dad shirts. <gasps> so you wear open? Uh, yeah, open or just like or one just a button, peekaboo. Whatever. Yeah. Like I've been doing the matching set with like a big shirt. Cute. It's like the mum uniform. I love it. A little bit sexy but like super comfy. And you know what? We're early enough in the season that if you get into this vibe, this mum uniform, yeah. you'll get good wear out of totally. it for the rest of summer. Also, like, I think today is probably the end of the cyber of whatever's, but they're like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. But I also have like a really buttery, not ribbed version of just their classic yep. cotton on body bike short. Mm-hmm. Very, very good as well. Well done, cotton on. Bravo. Yeah, they've nailed it. They've really nailed it. Yeah, I feel I'm- like they've taken a few famous styles from other brands and hacked it and made a $20 version, which, you know, it's questionable. But for us, great. Get five pairs. <laughs> I like the chocolate brown. <sighs> I have the chocolate brown too. So Rebs, we're twins. Twinning. What's new? All right. Well, that's enough yabba yabba. In yo, your yo, ears. Yo yabba yabba, yabba yabba. In your ears today, guys. We hope you have a lovely week ahead. We'll be back on Friday. We sure will. With a dilemma. Also, hey, listen, I didn't tell Gemma I was going to say this, but we are starting to plan a potential live event. Is that right? For next year. 2023 maybe a little bit of a tour tour (laughs) so Aussie and we need to know where we're going where did the DLs want us to go yes Canberra we hear you you're the loudest we know we're coming to Canberra where else do we need to go I thought our loudest DLs were Brisbane but Second loudest. Okay. The, no one is can stifle those Canberrans. Yeah. They really want us to come. No one ever comes to see them. And we've, ah, we've said we will. Okay. And there's lots of them there. So Amazing. We're going to Canberra. Where else do we need to go? Facebook. You know what, Revs? I think we need to do some sort of poll, centralise <laughs> all of this information. Because yes. people go, okay, shall I just slide into your DMs? We can't do a poll because there aren't enough little options. Facebook. Okay. The Facebook group. No, Facebook, you can do lots of You polls. can do lots. All yeah. right, Facebook. All right. If you're not in Look, your Facebook. And we know we've done this before, but then like COVID cock blocked the whole thing. So we need to do it again. Okay. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Like, get in there. Guys. Get in there. It's just facebook.com slash we don't have time for this. That's it. <laughs> it feels like you're talking to boomers. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's facebook.com slash groups slash we don't have time for this. Oh, there you, you go. Got to remember the groups. Glad you clarified that. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, let's get out of their ears. Love you. One of these days we'll, we'll have, have an outro to our podcast. Oh, you've changed a note there. It's well, just like evolved. My voice now is, it's a new, yeah, who am I right now? Okay, shut it down.